let's say you're going through a flow. Uh, does the button say next or does it say continue? It should be one of those and it should be that everywhere, right? We shouldn't be like using a new word every time or like at the end, is it submit or is it done? Like which one are we using and can we be consistent? Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name's Femke, and welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk about copywriting and content in our designs. We actually had a listener email in about this topic, asking us to talk a bit about how we handle copy and writing in our projects. Like, do we have a dedicated copywriter we work with? How do we keep a source of truth? How do we keep our designs up to date? And how is final copy sort of approved? Where where are writers involved if we have writers in our design process? So we're gonna talk a bit about copy today. Curious to hear, Charlie, your perspective from the more marketing land, and then me, obviously, from the more product land. First of all, maybe you can help kick us off, Charlie. Like, do you have a dedicated copywriter? Is there someone on your team responsible for writing content? What does that kind of look like in terms of your design process for your team? Okay, so first off, I wanna like do a little definition for us because mm-hmm. I separate in my mind content from copy. Okay. I see content, especially in regards to talking about a, a web page, as this is generally what we want to talk about on the page. Like this is what the page has to communicate. That's content. And then copy is where you come in and you get the exact final words that will be used to communicate that. And I think content is the start of both design and copy and that copy should go through the same sort of process as we do in design where you're like wireframing quote unquote and figuring Mm -hmm. out like a few different options for how to present this thing that you're communicating. Um, And I'm going into detail about this definition because I think that that is where we're lacking right now at ConvertKit is someone to do that obsessing over the copy and taking it through a big process. We don't have a dedicated copywriter on the team to write website copy. So it's sort of like a shared responsibility between our product marketing manager, our content lead who is like handling our content marketing will often be looped in to write website copy or edit copy that someone else has written. I write it sometimes. It's it's a free-for-all, basically, yeah. <laughs> is, is what it kind of feels like. And this is something that I'm trying to work on solving at the moment. What about you? At different companies, different moments in my career, yes and no, I've had access to like content as a resource. Uh, I like your definition. For me, when I think of content, I think more of content strategy, like usually in that context of like, what is the content strategy of this product? And that could be things including like value proposition. It could be things like information hierarchy or architecture. Uh, And then the actual like writing piece, the like strings of text. Yeah, we usually refer to that more as the copy. So similar, like kind of different things there when we talk about those things. And in the past, I have had access to a like content strategist, content writer on our team that's like embedded that I get to work with all the time to currently I have no access to content as a resource. So uh, it's really depended on the company I'm at and sort of the resources and priorities of the team. Right now, yeah, I don't have access to a content writer like 
on my team or in my domain. I believe, so at Gusto, where I'm at now, the total design team is, is around 70, and I think we only have two content writers, so not many. So there's no way they can support everyone, so they're just staffed to like the highest priority initiatives, uh, which means that a lot of the content comes down to me, or I'm actually uh, working very closely with my PMM, so product marketing manager, to help define things like more the content strategy piece of like value proposition, how we like positioning this, like landing page kind of content. And then I'll kind of do the work of like helping bring that into product. So it has depended throughout my career. Nice. I like that you're as a product designer involved though and staying close to what the landing page is saying about the feature that you're designing. Yeah, because we try to start from like, okay, what is the content strategy of this product? And a lot of that in the beginning is marketing and then it's like how do we translate that into the product how do we like market this thing in the product and trying to ensure consistency between that marketing language like if you imagine a user journey maybe you learn about something in an email then you check it out on the website and then eventually you go into the app like Mm. if the content strategy is very different in all of those touch points could be very confusing as a user as to like what does this thing actually do is this thing for me do I want to use it what are the benefits So we try to ensure a little bit of consistency in the tone and the language, even though it might not be word for word exactly the same, we want to make sure we're using the same strategy, basically. That's really interesting. Who then is responsible now for maintaining that consistency? Is that kind of shared between you and the PMM? Shared between me and the PMM. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So it's kind of like a shared responsibility. Uh, they will do the like heavy lifting of proposing the content strategy and like writing out the copy for that. Uh, And then I'm more, I guess, of a stakeholder and sort of like a collaborator when it comes to pulling it into the product. Nice. So, okay, if there's all these different things going on, something that our listener asked about is the source of truth and where Uh is that kept for copy? Do you make like a master doc of like, this is how we're talking about it here. This is how we're talking about it here. Oh man, this is so hard. This is a really tricky part of the design process. I find I often end up do creating copy docs, which usually is a Google doc. And I will have the screen. I will have all of the strings, like the the copy for those individual strings and like a link to the Figma. However, honestly, the main reason I do that is not necessarily for content reasons, but for legal and compliance reviews. Mm, So a lot of the product content has to get reviewed by legal and compliance, especially I work in the fintech space. So there's a lot of like extra legal like sign offs and disclosures and things. We also partner with banks. So sometimes even the banks have to review the copy. So there's a lot of like reviews that go on and doing that in Figma just is not efficient for those audiences. So that's actually the main reason I end up having copy docs is not necessarily for like the copy or content workflow, but more for the review process. Interesting. So that sort of like happens at the end then when you're pretty set on like, this is the copy then you'll put it into a doc. We do sometimes use that doc as a, I mean, because legal is giving their feedback, it does end up being like a work in progress, like they're leaving comments, we're adjusting the copy. 
I'm manually making those updates back into the Figma, which is not ideal. If someone has a better workflow for that, I've tried like linking a Google sheet to a Figma file and like having the strings sort of like auto populate. It gets really messy. It's kind of buggy. And so I haven't found like a good workflow for maintaining consistency between Figma and say a Google doc. Do you think in the future we might see Figma have like some sort of docs or like copy type part of the product like they added fig jam like they've had a dev mode yeah you know what i would like okay so they just did dev mode right i would almost yep. like copy mode where mm. even like this morning for example my pmm asked me uh hey do you have like a, a mock-up screen just so i can get a sense of like how long the copy might be and sort of like length of the string and i was like oh yeah here's a figma screen feel free to like like directly edit and type right in there and he was like, how do I do that? So yeah, like it's a double click through a million layers of all these layout. layers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like I want like a copy version, like a mm. copy mode where they yep. could just type into like text boxes and it auto populates into the screen and they could like test, test their copy. Uh, I think that would be pretty cool. I would like that. That would be cool. We used to use, a, it was like a plugin. I think it was called Ditto is what's coming to mind. Yes. Ditto words. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, was when I first started inviting the person who was focusing on writing, which is our content lead now. Yeah. Um, she, back then she was in more of an editor writing role into the Figma files to like just make edits directly. Cause before it was like, okay, she would update it in a Google doc and then I would copy paste it into yeah. Figma and you'd have to be like, what is up to date? What isn't? It was a mess. So we did that for a little bit and I think that their pricing structure changed or something. And we decided it wasn't like, um, going to be valuable enough to to add that extra expense um so now actually i think that most people who work on copy for our marketing site stuff are pretty comfortable in figma or like comfortable enough that they will edit text type in there yeah <laughs> but we still do that mix like you do of a google doc and yeah. then it, sometimes it's in Figma and yeah, yeah. there is no source of truth, I would say. Usually when these days when we hand the site over to be built, uh, the copy is what's in Figma. Right. But sometimes it's not. And so it's confusing. <laughs> I think just being really clear with your devs of like where yeah. they should be pulling copy from, yeah. especially if it's in multiple places, uh, is very, very important. I'm curious, you, you mentioned earlier that like you all kind of take on responsibility for writing. How do you maintain consistency there? <laughs> or do you have like guidelines or yeah, what does that look like? Or maybe it's it's just yeah. a bit of a messy space. Yeah, it's messy. I mean, we have a brand tone of voice guideline. Okay. But because we don't have someone on the team who is focused on writing conversion copy in particular, mm -hmm. right? Like copy that is meant to very concisely explain the feature and the benefit in a way that relates to the audience and gets them to sign up. That is such a unique skill set, right? Like I think it's just as specialized as designing for conversion is. Um, and so that's where I'm saying, I think we're lacking. I think our copy is actually pretty great because we're a team of creators. And so we are all writers and you know, as well. Um, but yeah, the, as for consistency, it's, it's vibes. <laughs> It's vibes. <laughs> vibes and also our editor as being um when we can get time with her being the ultimate person to come in and you know give notes give feedback uh as that person who sees a lot of the copy across the company just like i'm the person who sees a lot of the design across the company i say i say yeah that helps that you're all like 
aligned in that space, even though maybe you don't have guidelines written down. Uh, that's really helpful. We do have sort of like content 101 guidelines. What sort of thing is in that? There's things like what kind of punctuation to use. Do we mm. use the word please or not? Like, do we use exclamation marks? Do we ask questions or do we just like state things like kind of tone of voice as well? Uh, when to use exclamation marks versus not like there's like those practical things. And then there's also, yeah, a bit of tone of voice stuff. Uh, also like title case, like capitalization. Is that something we do? So I do refer to that a little bit when I'm writing copy um, just to make sure that I'm following the like overall I don't know if I would call it brand guidelines, more like tone of voice or like product content guidelines. Uh, they are just for the product team. So it's not the same as mm. what the brand and marketing Ooh, team works with. I believe they have something different, unique They can to use them. more exclamation marks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually haven't seen their guidelines, but maybe they can. Uh, so yeah, I do refer to those a little bit. And we do also have, because we only have the two, two folks on the team, they do run weekly office hours. So if you wanted to drop in, and get some feedback on content like that is available there as a resource i haven't used it that much i should probably be using it a little bit more but yeah the guidelines definitely do help isn't that amazing to like I, this is really interesting because you and i don't think you've ever really talked about a copy before between ourselves not just on the uh -huh, show uh -huh. and so i didn't realize that you're like in there writing content for the app and you know following guidelines and things like that um, I thought that was very much a small company thing that I was mm, doing because ConvertKit as a whole is about yeah. the same size as your design team, it sounds yeah. like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it sounds like that's uh, not just a small small company problem. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's interesting because when you work on a product too, I don't know, I find that a lot of the time things are already pat like patternized. I don't know if that's the right word, but there's already so many patterns that it's kind of quick to just reuse a lot of language so for example let's say you're going through a flow uh does the button say next or does it say continue right and like whatever it should be one of those and it should be that everywhere right we shouldn't yep. be like using a new word every time or like at the end is it submit or is it done like which one are we using and can we be consistent so I find that I can fall back a little bit on like, what are we using already? What is the consistent language that we're using? Uh, so it's not like every time there's a new flow, I'm like, should we use continue? Should we use next? Like it's kind of standardized in a way. Uh, so that's definitely helpful. It's more when it comes to like, okay, we need to now sort of like market this new feature or this new product in the app or create like cross sells or upsells or like explain to the user what the benefits of this is or how it works. Uh, that's when it gets a bit looser in terms of content. And that's definitely when I start to rely on my PMM. And that's when, yeah, for sure, you want to align with what marketing yeah. is saying about it. Because the marketing is probably mostly talking to people who aren't users yet to promote the feature, but you want it to align because it's clearly current users are going to see their marketing yeah. content as well. Yeah. Interesting. Um, another question this re re I said, nearly said reader, listener asked... <laughs> is how final is copy before you begin work? Um, oh, I'm curious never. to hear your answer to this. <laughs> yeah, never, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the copy work goes in parallel with the design for sure. So uh, I'm, I'm not like waiting for copy before starting the design process. 
Uh, it's very much something that's done in parallel. Uh, sometimes there is a little bit of upfront work when it comes to like information architecture or hierarchy of things before creating like final visual design screens. But most of the time I find it's, it's very much more like led by the design and the content kind of influences some of those decisions. Yeah, I think that it is a mistake for copy to be finalized before right. design, that it should happen in tandem. Like you said, I don't think it's a, a flow where you go copy and then design yeah. or even design, then copy. Right. Um, it kind of has to happen together because it's like there's a give and take between it, especially I find on the marketing design side for designing for the web, designing for yeah. assets. Um, sometimes you take a piece of copy and you when you see it, in the Google Doc, it's like just two lines. It looks really short. You put it in the intended design and now yeah. it's like a big chunk of text and you're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> that needs to be shortened. I will do, like, even if copy, a copy doc gets handed to me and someone says this is final copy, I will not treat it as such. Uh, I'm going to yeah. use my like, design sure. eye <laughs> to, like, pass through the content, like, what is this thing saying? And say, oh, I think this, instead of being a paragraph, should actually be, like, three bullet points like that's going to help people scan through the page better and take on the information like i see my role in in the process is to best communicate this information right that's in the content doc and yep. so if i think a copy change is needed in order to do that i'm going to speak up about it i like that i find it's also difficult to know what copy we're going to need before we've thought about the design so hmm. for product that makes sense yeah I yeah, think, from a product yeah. perspective, because like we don't know how many screens we need. What are we going to be mm -hmm. asking or or what does the user have to do on each screen uh, is kind of hard to know in advance what copy is going to be required when we don't yet know the experience. Yeah. For the marketing side of things, it's easy for people to think that the copy can come mm, first. I can see like, that. Here's a doc with the content that needs to go on the website. Right. This is what it should say. And I'm like, that's nice, but this is written more like an article than yeah. a website. <laughs> fair, fair, interesting. Uh, do you get feedback on your copy? Do you? Is there like a review yeah. process? How does that work? Yeah, and this is where I think um, I'm thinking right now the fact that we we're trying to write a script for a explainer video about uh -huh. one of our offerings, and this has been probably a case of too many cooks or writers in the kitchen. Uh -huh. um, because someone will share a draft and then like a bunch of us are going in and like leaving suggestions <laughs> on what we should change. I see, I see. And then someone else like makes a second draft. Um, but to sum up, yes, we get feedback from each other on our copy, but there's no formal process for it to go through. It's more like, so the stakeholder of the project will give feedback, which is usually our product marketing manager. So if I've written something, she'll leave suggestions or, you know, rewrite something herself. Um, or I'll, I'll leave suggestions for her if she's the one who's written the copy. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for other things, it's kind of like whoever sees it can give feedback mm -hmm. if they want to. <laughs> yeah. But everyone's busy, you know, so sometimes you don't get any. Everyone is busy. Yeah, it is hard. Uh, we don't have a formal like copy review step in our process. I think it just rolls into when we do our design reviews or like I said, when we do these legal reviews, we do get a lot of nitpicky yep. <laughs> copy feedback. Like, cause the legal feedback is not usually like my, like opinion based. It's like, no, yep. legally we have to say this or we can't say it like and this. And it always ends up being like seven times as long as you want yes, it to be. <laughs> very long. Uh, so yeah, some sometimes the legal feedback will also be like, oh, 
we have to mention this thing, but I don't see it being mentioned. We need to create space mm. in the design to add yeah. this yep. thing yep. in there. Uh, so there's that kind of feedback that definitely comes through. Uh, but I'd say most of the time it's, yeah, the, the design, people are more focused on like the design rather than the copy. Yes. Oh, that's an interesting point as well. There has been times when I've like written placeholder copy and not put a lot of effort into it because I've just been like, ah, we just need to put ah, something interesting. here. Yep. And then in the feedback stage, people like actually hone in on that and they're like, mm, uh. I don't know if this <laughs> heading's right. And I'm like, ah, you weren't supposed to pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had it go both ways, actually. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I've had that too. I feel like early in my career, I did a lot of lorem ipsum as yep. a way to indicate like this is something placeholder. But then I, I remember getting feedback of like, oh, it's hard to like interpret and, and yes. critically assess the design without some knowledge of like, what are we trying to say on this screen? Which is totally exactly. fair. So I was yep. like, okay, I'll just put in like my version of what I know is not great copy, not final copy, but like kind of indicates what, what we're kind of trying to say here. Uh, and then similarly, I will get feedback on that and it's like, oh, where is the middle? So sometimes now I will put, I will literally write like, headline here that talks about our new feature yes i do the same thing i'm like a sentence or two about this yeah 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 like this description will talk about all the benefits you can get of this new thing so like i will just kind of do like literal copy that's like very clearly not the final copy but also enough to like give you a sense of what kind of content is going to be on this page yes i like that i i like to do that too that used to be my default until I interviewed mm. Johnny, Johnny Gomez from Webflow. He's the staff brand designer there. And he talked about the fact that it's so important for designers to actually write the copy in their uh-huh. designs, like, and just to present it and just like, just put go something for it. In there. Yeah. Just go for it. Cause placeholder doesn't really serve anybody. Right. And yeah, you can speed things fair. up by, by trying to write a draft. Yeah. And so I've tried to do that since then, but it hasn't always worked out for me. I did find as well, I'm thinking back to um, when it was just me and Danny, our content lead, who would work on web pages. She would often write a copy doc while I'm working on the design. Mm-hmm. And she'd share the copy doc for feedback because we were like, oh, we want to make sure people are happy with the copy before I go ahead and copy and paste all the different things into Figma. And people wouldn't pay attention to it much until it was in the oh, design. Oh, interesting. And I yeah. think people found it hard to like, I don't know reading a google doc versus reading a web page or like the design of a web page which looks like a web page is a different experience and so i think people needed that context right in order to give accurate feedback which makes sense to me um as as the way around that things should work that's funny you know i feel like that happens with us too where our pmm will send around like a value proposition proposal for feedback and it's crickets except for me (laughs) i'm always the one giving feedback because I can visualize how I'm going to use that language in the mm-hmm. product. So I'm always like giving feedback, but it's crickets from everyone else. And then as soon as I put it in the design and share that for feedback, then Someone's like, why does it say this? Say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so interesting. It's just a testament, I think, to how like bringing something to life can be so powerful. Yep. And that's why, yeah, design and copy do need to work hand in hand and they are so important. Yeah. Like, I think too often we looked, and I'm saying this like we at ConvertKit right now, we look to design as the thing that can help increase the conversion rate of our website and like, Mm -hmm. oh, we should make a change to the design when 
we could instead try and make a change to the copy, you know, and make sure yeah. that that's working as hard as possible for us um, as well. I think that both are like levers you can pull, like dials totally. you can turn to get closer to your goals. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I really, really want to work with someone who can just own that. Um, at the moment, we're looking to hire a contractor for it because we don't have any uh, headcount for the team. Uh-huh. And it's like up for debate anyway, whether if we hired a, a copywriter, they would be on my team, Brand Studio, or if they would be on the marketing team, oh, a different I team, I don't know. Um, so for now, I'm like trying to find a contractor who I can have like a few hours per week and we can like feed them website projects. Nice. Well, thank you to this listener for emailing in this question. We love hearing your questions. We love talking about this kind of stuff. And always interesting to hear how it works differently for us too, Charlie. Yes. I wish this listener actually had shared a bit more details because they said that it's an area that they and their team are looking to currently like improve in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, well, how are things going for you? Because I mean, I yeah. feel like both of us feel like this is an area we can improve in. And it's really interesting to hear about how different teams work differently. Totally. Uh, where can people go to hear more episodes about design life? Head to designlife.fm. I know we've had episodes coming out slower this year, as both Fem and I have gotten busier in our careers, but we have. We remain committed to producing them we as here. often as we can. Yes. And to like fill you in on how our careers and lives are going. And so, yeah, thanks for continuing to listen. <laughs> yes, we appreciate you a lot. If you have a question, just like this listener, you can email us hello at designlife.fm. We'd love to hear your question and we'll see you next week, I guess. I think that wraps us up. Sounds good. See you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.